Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Hey, y'all, listen, it's Michelle Williams. What do you do when God's promises and reality aren't lining up? Do you find it difficult to stay encouraged in the midst of your waiting season? Well, today's guest published a book that will give you the tools you need to remind you that God keeps his promises. You just have to keep your faith. Coming up next here on Checking In with Michelle Williams. Wow, God keeps his promises. You just have to keep your faith. That's something my grandmother would always say. Baby, keep your faith. You know, when I look back on the track record that I have with God, it actually increases my faith because when I look back about everything that I ever had need of, God always provided. He always pulled through. There are things that I would be worried about, whether especially like a certain opportunity and he'd be like, hold up, chill. I got you. And I have to admit that I'm learning to trust God with all aspects of my life and heart. It's like I have confidence in God as it relates to my career, but there are certain parts of my life that I'm like, okay, I need to trust God more, especially when it deals with relationships and not just romantic relationships, but trusting that God will supply and bring people to me 
that will teach me something that will mean me well and not harm. And it's just trusting that he's got me. And so um, what they see is journey with fertility. I can imagine some listeners out there, you're kind of wondering, what does it look like? Do I want children? Can I have children? And um, I think um, this interview really, really, really will encourage you as you wait. I think this is my first time maybe even disclosing this information. Not that I can't have children. We've already worked that out, you know. But just wondering, do I want children? And should I even have that question? Because there are women and families who want children, but they simply cannot have them or they're finding it difficult to conceive. And I battle with this. I I, I really, really, really do. But I am praying for those who definitely know for a fact that you want children and it just seems difficult to conceive. There have been people close to me that I've had difficulty conceiving children, but I'm so excited that someone close to me is pregnant. It's not who you think, so don't start Googling and looking at people's pictures, but I'm so excited that someone close to me, she and her husband, they're having a baby. And so it gives me great faith and confidence for others out there that although it was hard, you know, conceiving this child, the child is on the way. And so that's for you too. Whatever it is that you're praying for, whether it's a child, a job, an opportunity, a relationship, just know it's on the way. And as my grandmother says, baby, just keep the faith. I'm super excited to speak with infertility awareness advocate and CEO of Women, Wives, Warriors, and fellow author of The Game of Life, Releasing the Weight When God Says Wait. Listen, her message today is going to encourage so many women today. Please welcome to the Checking In Podcast, Dacia James Lewis. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Michelle. It is such an honor. Yo, it is truly an honor. I appreciate you for giving me the platform to talk Uh, about such a taboo subject. (laughs) OMG. You know what? A few months ago, someone was in my comments and I posted a video Mm -hmm. and they said, Michelle, you're bored. You need to have some kids. My God. They see you. No, (laughs) ma'am. Honey, the audacity, man. If he didn't know then, he knows now. Come on. <laughs> Not to ever fix his hands to type such an ignorant statement on yeah. social media ever again. And so some of my clapbacks are known to make other blogs. And so I said, Lord, I'm going to be intentional about this because if it reaches the people, yes. I want them to know that's one thing you don't say to a woman is you need to have kids because right. they see it. There have been so many women close to me that have been having trouble conceiving. Mm-hmm. You don't know if that's my plight. You So to tell somebody and to equate boredom with them not with having the, kids. Of all things. 
right? <laughs> of all things you could pick. Mm-mm. So I, I'm happy to be, I'm speaking with you about the topic because you don't know when a woman and a, a newly married couple walk into their family reunion and Aunt Ruby and them are sitting on the side, you know, with their plate. When y'all gonna give us <laughs> some kids? And you just never know. You never know. You never you know. don't walk into marriage knowing that this is going to be your plight, right? First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby and the baby carriage. Like that's what we've been told. So here you are walking into marriage and trying Mm. to be acclimated to the union that has just formed. And then the pressure of, you know, I mean, two months in, when y'all having kids, at that moment, we're not even thinking. We're talking about how to get through the honeymoon stage, how to, you know, really, f- you lift up, you keep the toilet seat up. Okay, mm-hmm. let's figure or out you that. You know I mean? Or you snore. Or you snore. Right? Like, or you like it hot in here. I like it <laughs> like <it's> 62. <laughs> right. So you're getting acclimated to the union that has just been formed. And this, there's this added pressure. Mm. And I think that's why, just like, the guy who typed in your comments had the audacity to do that. I believe that um, I wrote the rules of engagement in the middle section of the book because I started getting offended by the questions that were that were um, being asked of me and my husband. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I get it because I used to ask the same question. Me, yeah, right? I'm guilty, but I don't do it no more. I, <laughs> I don't, don't do it no more. Mm, <laughs> right. Because you know, I don't you do it anymore. Know. You just you don't know. Never no. And so once that became, you know, our plight, I became very um, sympathetic to how other people feel, not just regarding fertility, but just any waiting season, because the wait in general can be difficult for people, mm. especially as believers, because we're pressing in for something, you know, uh, we've been taught to, you know, put the scripture on it and it'll come to pass. And then you find yourself in this season where you're like, OK, God, you here? Do you hear me? I mean, you know, here I am, your servant. Yes. Where you at? Yes. Come through. Yes. You know, and then there's a whole tug of war and, and me being on the brim of agnosticism right there because just feeling like, okay, you can do it for everybody around me, but not me. And then there's a sense of entitlement God oh. started to reveal. Oh. Like, you know, because that's where we come from. Like, I here I am a believer spreading your word, you know, and I'm trying to understand why you don't hear me in this area, mm. right? In this area because we compartmentalize things, right? We believe in certain areas. Right. So it's like, God, it's all, all right. I'm okay. If, if th- that area is all right, but bless in this area, but he's, area. he's probably like right now, I'm trying to get bless you in this area. Right, right, right. Mm. I want to go back to when you said first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby, the baby carriage. Well, this is what I want to say to folks. <laughs> first, first comes love. Now that I have a little more knowledge, then comes going to those fertility appointments at a yeah. certain age or like even before marriage to kind of even know, okay, if I want to have children, can I, especially if you've dealt with like endometriosis, PCOS, right. PCOS, uh-huh. you know, and what I've learned throughout, you know, just because I'm just gonna be honest, I'm 41. So when mm-hmm. I turned 40, I probably should have started years prior in my right. late 30s, even trying to make sure that, hey, if I want to have children, can I have children? Mm-hmm. And my heart went out to, 
I guess when I said PCOS, I don't have PCOS, but I was encouraged to know that I could tell other women, hey, you might have these issues, but it's it's still a way for you to have children if you want to have children. So my heart went out to especially black women. We don't know or have those tools maybe until it's mm-hmm. too late. So that's why I'm like, yo, let's go go to the doctor early. You know, get your right. annuals, get your pap smears and, yeah. you know, ask them questions. You that's know, the part don't right let there. anybody run you out the room quickly. No, ask questions. Ask questions. Yes. I, I think that is so, so important um, for for I, black and brown. We especially believers, we don't necessarily assume things like that. And sometimes we put a prayer on it, but it's so important to gain the knowledge about your body, how your body functions. What is your cycle doing? Right. Are you, you know, do you have a 28 day? Do you have a 16 day cycle? And then find out, well, why is your cycle short or why is your cycle long? And, and I believe that sometimes we're not taught that to ask those types of questions and you might, you really might not know that you have things going on internally like cysts like where are cysts lying especially as Mm african-american women cysts can be lying on the ovaries or close to the ovaries which can create complications when it's time for you to conceive so i think it's also important that as we start to educate ourselves like you're saying ask our friends what are you doing a lot of my friends did not even know when they were ovulating Mm. Like that is very important. I didn't know when I was ovulating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But now I know. know. Now you know. (laughs) Right, right, right. And me working in the youth ministry, when we have those um, from our church, when we have those conversations with the younger girls, I call it the slip. When you see the slip, you know, your hand slip. You know, yeah. you're probably ovulating wow. during that time. It's that liquid when you wipe it to go like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not to be. No, but it is what it is. And I'm so glad. It is what it is. You know what? Yeah. Um, years ago in vacation Bible school, out of all places, my mother is a registered nurse. And I remember uh-huh. um, she came and she had all these maxi pads and stuff from the manufacturer always. And she was teaching young girls about their cycles and so I'm like, yo, we need to talk more about sexuality and our bodies. Mm-hmm. Let's start it in church, especially those of us where that's all we spent our time was at church. So I want to learn about Jesus, but I can also learn about my body and not have shame later on down the right. line as it relates to my body. Right. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Yo, I'm hype. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed down to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with the Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and share it with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You will not want to miss this. Because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You have released an amazing book called The Game of Life, Releasing the Weight, When God Says Wait, and you Mm -hmm. dive into your faith and waiting season. Can you walk us through the moment um, when you discovered your infertility and the toll it took on your mental health? Yeah. So going into marriage, again, not assuming that we would have trouble, there's this sense of control, right? Mm. And especially working in the industry, I never wanted that pregnant pause, right? Where you're not working in the industry, you feel like, you know, you're forgotten about even in those Mm. (laughs) nine months or, you know what it, you know what I mean? And so we can tend to chase success so much in the industry and that level of success is going to constantly shift and change. So we're literally chasing and chasing and chasing with no stops. And so once I got married, my career really had picked up at the time. And I was like, God, I'm not ready to have kids Mm -hmm. at this moment, you know, because the dream that I saw for myself, I hadn't attained it yet, not understanding that the dream kept moving. I was attaining things. And so I had a conversation with my husband and um, (laughs) we were like, okay, two years in, we're about two years in. And my goddaughter came and he was just like wooing. I'm gonna get off of work. And you could just see the eyes. I was like, oh gosh, he's getting the bug, but I have the vaccine. I'm like, no, but I can see it. I could see it. He wanted it. And so we we had the conversation uh, that we were going to stop using um, contraceptives. Okay. And one year turned to two years, turned to three years. And here I am thinking, oh, it's just career. You know, God has me doing something, you know. Um, and then I got concerned um, year four. Now, I would recommend that most people start checking, you know, after mm. a year, because that's when they say infertility is probably at play if you don't conceive within a year. And so a red flag kind of went up for me as I started to see all my friends having kids and um, we had not yet had kids. So I went and got checked out. And the shame in that, right, because you start to 
as women, mm. we tend to think that it's us. It's us. It's us. You know, uh, what did I do when I was younger? You know, that this happened. I talk about like STDs in the book, you know, mm -hmm. and I was really transparent about how it is we take on, you know, this shame from the things that we've done in the past. And so as I was talking to my doctor and started, you know, mm. slating the bill, I came out completely clean. And at that time, she said, let me uh, give you this referral for your husband. I believe he needs to go get a sperm analysis test. Well, my husband was um, very adamant that he was a healthy man who worked out and ate very well and that he probably was not contributing to this infertility um, journey. And I said, the nerve, sir. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the nerve. But I think that's a, a thing with pride and men, right? That they don't tend to think that it is them. And then it took another year because as a wife, I wanted to be very patient and, you know, pushing him into getting himself checked because there is an emasculation yes. there just a little bit. And as a wife, um, as a covering for my husband, what God started to deal with me and that was you got to walk with him in this journey because I'm doing something. But what I did not know is that it was taking a toll on my mental health in that season because I started to have resentment. And Ooh. I needed to start it to take captive of the thoughts regarding my marriage as well as myself, right? Because it's the thoughts and idle mind is the devil's playground. So when we don't start to cast down those thoughts in Come our on. head, we can get into a place of depression and despondency. And it's a little bit away from hopelessness, but we know that hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's when we get into that depression and hopelessness. And if we hit hopelessness, it's mm. a wrap. And I was right at the thread of that hopelessness as I was waiting for my husband to get to a position where he felt like I can do this, right? Because for me, it was resentment. For him, it was fear. It's the fear of the very thing that I, I think is happening, which it is me, right? So it was a hard time for him to face that fear, you know? And so that's when I got a therapist, when I started reading my journal back. I know, that's right. And I was like... <laughs> Mm. reading that journal back. And I was like, Oh God, Oh God. Yes. This is someone's story. Yes. This is a book, but I need to go talk about these thoughts that are ruminating in my head Yes, because that is where it gets dangerous. Mm. So many women are thinking the infertility is their fault, but you know, you can find out as well. You know, like I said, when I was on my journey to make sure that, you know, all is well and I'm, I'm healthy, then you hear things like, okay, well, a man could have a low sperm count. This is a grown folks conversation and we're not doctors, but you know, I probably don't even need to go into details, but men just go on ahead and, uh, oh, okay, okay, I'll say a man can have a lot of output mm -hmm, and no swimmers. Y'all, y'all, y'all get exactly what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. And and that's what uh, anywhere between 30 to 50 percent of infertility cases, they're men mm. and are contributing as well. And I think if even it goes back, Michelle, I feel like as, as the saints, any saints that's yeah. on the line, the Bible, they'd be like, and and uh, Sarah was barren and Hannah was barren. But we don't talk about the men. That, right? Mm -hmm. It takes two to tango. It, it, it really does. <laughs> it really, really, really does. So men, there are um, fertility supplements and vitamins for you mm -hmm. as well to get everything to the best quality that it can be so they yes. can be Olympic 
gold swimmers. swimmers. Okay, be the Michael Phelps of sperm. Not the Michael Phelps. <laughs> I love it. I think it's Ooh. important. We got to talk about both sides, right? We got to talk about both sides. We got to talk about both yes. sides. And once again, women, sometimes, you know, your doctor, they probably scheduled 50 clients within an hour. But if you ever go into the doctor, say, hey, listen, y- y'all not going to run me in and out. I f- I'm right. feeling something weird and and what might feel to be my ovary. I'm feeling some warmth right. that is, is beyond ovulation. Because I know what ovulation can feel like, but you just want to make sure that you don't have endometriosis or PCOS. And if you do, that there is treatment for it. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yo, I'm hype. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed down to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with the Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and share it with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit. Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You will not want to miss this because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill in your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com slash podcast festival for more details. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. They see it. In our most disappointing situations, you talked about questioning God and feeling Mm -hmm. entitled um, to things and wanting to give up. What essentially kept you going? At one point, it became routine, right, and ritual because growing up in the church as a believer, we're taught to pray, to, you know, uh, supplicate, to give everything to God. But I was so candid in my book about my frustration with God. And it was really like, I, I call it an unbelieving believer, right? Because I believed that God was God, 
Um, but I believed that he was not and would not do the things that I was asking him to do. But I could pray you into your blessing all day, every day. Yeah. Right. And I was walking the walk or talking the talk, but not doing both at the same time. You know, and I think that what really you know, settled in my spirit is one time in frustration. It was after the miscarriage. Um, I came up here just numb and mm. and just no with no feeling. And I said, I don't have anything to say, but I'm here. Mm. So if you have something to say, say it. But I have nothing to say. And the question the Holy Spirit really dropped into my spirit was, if I don't give you children, will you still serve me? That is the most difficult question of my life because it was hard to say yes mm, I would still serve surrender you. and mm. yeah and really go down that 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 trek of if I don't give you a husband will you serve me if I don't heal your parents or heal your body or someone with an ailment will you still trust me will you still serve me and I think that it can be difficult to answer that question when you have seen this glimpse yes. of a dream mm -hmm. right this glimpse of what he's shown you but it is that point and ultimate surrender and because I was honest and transparent in that yes and saying yes yes at this moment I cannot I cannot mm. say that I will serve you. Right. Is that part of releasing the weight of the mm -hmm. weight? Yes. Come on. It was at that moment. That's the ultimate weight. Mm -hmm. Surrendering your uncertainty to mm -hmm. God and saying, all right, I'm going to be honest with you in this, but I know that you'll give me what I need to sustain. You'll give me what I need. And what I started to what started to happen as I was in this journey of what I call a waiting season, I started to read books to help my thoughts and everything had a happy ending. And I got frustrated mm. in seeing the happy endings. And God told me, no, no, no. I want you to write a book when you're still in the middle for those that are still in the middle. Mm. And at the end of the book, there is a prayer and we pray together because, yes, I am still waiting because all his ways are pleasant ways and his paths are paths of peace. That's the wisdom of God. So I'm going to stand and wait until I feel the peace uh. of what you tell me to do. Right. Because that's 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 where it gets scary. We start to move in anxiety like I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there. Now, I, I, I talk to my therapist and I talk to God like let's where my peace at because mm. I got to I can only go with my peace. And in those moments when you're not doing this, you're trying to do stuff on your own. You're mm -hmm. trying to make things happen. And it could be coming from a good place. You might have been drinking all the teas you could right all the all the supplements all the core <laughs> exercises <laughs> you know your husband could have been doing stuff on his end or we're just okay well you know let's just get some extra help even medically you know because there are things yeah. that you can do even medically IVF there's so many things so many um that you can do but it taking the weight the w-e-i-g-h-t out of the mm -hmm. weight w-a-i does take surrender not only surrender it takes trust yes trusting in God completely with everything 
And no matter what you see, Mm -hmm. right, because what we can see can distort how Mm -hmm. we feel. But I love that scripture in Mark um, 923. Lord, I believe, please help my unbelief. So acknowledge that, hey, yeah, I'm having trouble believing you in this area. But I know if I acknowledge this, it gives you the right to come in and take over for me or give me the strength, right? Because you said that you will give me the strength to sustain Mm. in the waiting season. And I think what society has taught us is how to really praise and glorify the top of the mountain, but we forget to get to the other mountain. There's a valley in between. So we get impatient as we're trekking up to the next mountain because we really don't know how long that valley season is. Yeah, Right. And he's using that for his good and for his glory. So for me, I feel like, okay, well, let's take this, take this infertility that that my, my husband and I, that we're going through, and then let's be a blessing because courage is contagious. So if I stand up and I say, hey, yeah, this is me, then somebody's DMing me or somebody's sending me a message or email saying, hey, I'm dealing with this too. Wow. So courage is contagious. So instead of, yes, now, by the way, they see it. If you were sad, you know, that's a natural response to exactly. the answer no for right now. But you are teaching people. This was what I love about the book, how it says that the bountiful promises of God are available to you. If you can push through Mm-hmm. the weight and enter into his presence and how it's not your average self-help book. This is a help yourself book. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and all through the helping yourself book is the patience and the trust, but in the constant renewal of your mind, you keep yeah. talking about thoughts. And by the way, y'all, we have at least, if I'm not mistaken, 70,000 thoughts per day. Okay. That's crazy. Now we can't help all the thoughts that come among us because some of our thoughts come because of circumstances. Absolutely. You know, and the thoughts that you were talking about surrounding your circumstances, we got to self-regulate, but who is, who is your support system to help soothe and regulate and remind you who you are and the promises of God? Oh, my husband, for sure. Um, There's some moments where I want to, I want to take it on myself. And this comes constantly because I'm still in a waiting season, right? So there are times when I have moments and my husband has been so gracious in us, even both of us just being the pillow for each other Mm. because we're both in this together. And he walked in my mom. I had a moment about three weeks ago. I got out the shower. I don't know where that cry came from. It came Mm. from the pits of my belly. Mm. And, um, I had no idea my husband was going to walk into the bathroom and he saw me welling and there's nothing that penetrated it. It it just came. It was in my belly. And um, he said, are you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm just having a moment. And he knows what that means. I'm just having a moment. He says, well, do you want to have this moment together? And at that moment, I was like, no, 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 just give me this one by myself. But that is the support, right? To know, is it a us moment or is it a you? Listen, because the next question was going to be, who is your support system, but what kind of support do you require? And yeah. sometimes it's support me from afar. Yes, ma'am. Because you know what I thought you were going to say? I thought you were going to say he just enveloped you into his arms and that y'all wailed together. Nope. <laughs> 
I wanted that moment. I mean, he gave me a hug. And then I said, I, I want this moment. I, this is a moment of me and my thoughts and things that I need to take captive myself because I cannot rebuke a thought with a thought. I have to rebuke a thought with the word. So I got to figure out what's that thought that's causing me to feel mm -hmm. like that. Find the word and put it on it. And if it's something deeper, something rooted, then I need to go and I maybe, um, you know, dissect it with my therapist or something like that, because it is like you said, it is the thought process. But I will tell you this thing that I kind of stand on when I saw this as I was writing my book, it kind of blew my mind. And it was in Lamentations three when Jeremiah is going ham mm. on God. He's like my grief and my suffering. I can't believe that you've done this. And all of a sudden he flips the script. He says, but then I recall your goodness and I recall your faithfulness track, and your mercy that track record. Yeah. Right. It's that track record. And literally it showed me, oh no, you're not tripping when I come before you and I'm mad and I'm talking crazy to you. No, you don't care. This man was going ham. Hey, okay. Let's, let's talk about that, of how we can go to God in a real way. Real he, way. God probably like, if you don't get that King James version, cause that ain't <laughs> you. I know how you really feel. He knows right. how we really feel. That be that ghetto message version, right? The message version is so real and raw. <laughs> that message version. Now, y'all, that amplified. The amplified, yes. I'm yes, like, the parentheses. The brackets. I'm the like, brackets. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I think that that is so, um, so honest, right? Because it's like, yo, that's how I'm feeling right there. Not that King James version. This version right here, you hitting it. Come and, on. and once we 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 take God off of this, this, um, you know, for lack of better words, pedestal and know that he's a friend. He is a father, right? He respects when we come to him. Like the first chapter, I'm like, look, you like Sam, you like the Grinch. You keep stealing my Christmas. <laughs> You know, like I'm literally going ham, you know, on God. And I think that place of transparency and vulnerability is where we grow and where we mature. But when we start to act like we don't have that moment and that we don't truly go to him though in the most humble way, right? Because it's not like we're cursing him. Yeah. It's just we're we're giving him like David our heart. Like this is what my heart is feeling right now. And I can't fix my only heart. Only you can fix my heart. And it's a heart matter mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Yes, it's yes, a heart matter. Yes, yes, yes. I do want to say that I love the letter that you wrote to your future children in the opening oh. page of your book. And <laughs> I am a firm believer in speaking things to into existence. As we talk about the word future, a friend of mine, David E. Monitier, he hit me one day. He was like, Michelle, I just looked up the word future. I was like... What's so big about the word future? It just means like something that's about to happen. He said, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. The word future also means the moment or, or period of time following speaking or writing. Ooh. That hit me in my shanana right there. <laughs> the moment Ooh. following the speaking or writing. So no. you've already, you've written a letter to your future mm. children. So one day you yeah. spoke this thing and you wrote it. Cause like I said, I'm a firm believer of speaking things into yeah. existence. And Lord, I yeah. know, we know about God's will and his will is never gonna 
Um, ours is never going to override his, but I am right. I'm a firm believer though. Lord, I believe I'm speaking to, I'm speaking some things that line up with your will. And so Amen. did people think you were, um, a bit weird when you do that? Or do you not care? I don't care. Come on. You I know. knew it. I, don't I, care. I actually knew the answer to that. <laughs> I don't care. This is what I've been taught is that uh, life and death lies in the power of my own tongue. What it is that I am speaking to myself and over myself and even over other people is so important. Mm. And I don't care what you think. I am going to find the word on it. Like if you if you gave it to me, because I believe that everything in our heart is mm. not our own desire. I believe it's, it's God's desires for us because how did he how did they get there? Right. And so I believe that if I can find his word on it, his promises, then I'm going to speak them because Ooh. it says God sent his word like he sent his word. So I'm going to send the word and it shall not return to me void. Now, it might not come in the way that I thought it was going to come. But I'm a firm believer that all the promises of God shall come to pass if I open up my heart and surrender to him, knowing that all things, no matter what, are going to work out together for my good. And I think that's what keeps me speaking the word of God, no matter what I see. Because again, it goes back to Lamentations 3, because I, I recall, I mean, you've already done this and greater. Like I recall on that thing, therefore I cannot be swayed, nor can I be moved. No matter what it is that I feel, I will continue mm. to walk by faith and not by what I see because it is the evidence that he has already shown me back in the day that keeps me holding on even at my last mm. thread. It is still him. Listen, y'all are getting a taste of the Checking In Women's Conference, our keynote speaker. <laughs> Come on, manifest it, manifest <laughs> Our it, Michelle. Our keynote speaker, Dacia James Lewis, who is encouraging us to, I'm going to put a word on it. Come on, if I could sing, I would have joined you, sis. Come on, not only, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm going to put a praise on it, but I'm going to put the word, word on, on it. it. Yes, Listen, absolutely. you have been so encouraging already, but do you feel... Phil, can you share a word of advice for anyone struggling to understand why God yeah. allows us to go through difficult seasons? Yeah, um, I believe that waiting seasons are a chance for God to get to work on us. Doesn't matter what you're waiting for. You might not, you know, be in the despondency mm. of waiting to conceive, right? But we all have these areas where we are waiting to see a move from God. And I will wrap it up with the connect for chapter of my book. And that's how to wait well. Like, how do you really wait well? And there's four key elements that God dropped into my spirit about waiting well. And the first one, is prayer and he tells us to pray without cease uh, without ceasing right mm -hmm. to devote our lives to prayer that he yearns to hear our voice call out to him prayer is our admitted ticket 
to get God to move. So that's the first thing. Praise is the second thing, right? And that goes back to Lamentations again, recalling and thanking God, being grateful for the things that he's done because that's going to remind you of the accomplishments and everything that he's done in the past will propel you towards believing for more. And then there is the perspective, right? We got to change the way that we see things. So for me, I took the I-N of infertility and I'll make it lowercase. And then I capitalized fertility because I am in fertility. I am in a fertility Listen, and journey. that's the I way it's in. written on this rundown. Lowercase yes. I-N and in. all caps, fertility. All caps. Mm-hmm. Because I'm changing my perspective. I'm shifting it because we take this negative connotation for infertility. But no, I am on a fertility journey, yes. right? That God is going to manifest. And the last one is perseverance. It is a muscle. We cannot come out today and go run a marathon if we ain't trained for it. That don't even make sense, mm-hmm. right? Just like we build our muscle, God is building the muscle of faith and, and allowing us to trust more deeply into him and fully rely on him. So that's prayer, Mm. praise, perspective, and perseverance. And I guarantee you, you will be walking in purpose. Absolutely, y'all. The four Ps, by the way, shout out to Janaya for making (laughs) sure that it was lowercase I-N in all caps, fertility. That was amazing. But they see it. Thank you so much. Listen, for using your platform to just be a light, shine light um, on infertility and for encouraging our listeners, my listeners, in their waiting season and y'all that's when um our strength is fortified um is in our waiting season y'all if y'all can just right now where you are do an air clap clap your hands for our guest they see it james lewis i hope you come back and check in with us Yo, absolutely. It has been a pleasure. God bless you and continue to walk in your purpose. Amen, y'all. This is power packed. Continue to like and share. Share this episode for sure. Someone someone out there needs it. They see it. We'll see you again. Absolutely. Wow. Oh my gosh. They see it. Thank you so much. For using your platform to shine a light on infertility and encouraging my listeners in their waiting season. And most importantly, thank you for checking in. Checking in with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more more info now.